Welcome to Psychic Talks. I'm your girl, Samantha. If you're part of the Path Forward crew, you've probably read my blog posts. And if you're new to Path Forward, welcome. So today, I'm so excited to kick off our newest podcast, Psychic Talks, where I'll be hanging out with Path Forward psychics you love, asking questions about all the interesting and wondrous topics of the metaphysical world. Psychic Talks is just like listening to a super chill and casual conversation with your bestie. And today, I'd like to welcome and introduce you to Psychic Halo. Hey, Halo. Hi, everyone. Abundant blessings to all of you. So Psychic Halo is one of our most popular psychics on the service, and for good reason. She's a highly intuitive and gifted clairvoyant, clairaudient energy healer, which personally, I could use some of that myself. And she's also a psychic medium, which is the topic we're going to focus on today. So mediumship is so intriguing and kind of mysterious too. For those who have had encounters with the other side, want to connect with a past loved one, or are just generally interested in how this psychic ability works, personally, I'm checking off all those boxes. I think you're really going to benefit from today's psychic talk. So without further ado, Halo, let's talk about being a medium. Are you ready? I am. All right. So my first question is, when did you first realize you had medium abilities? And can you give us a little bit of a background on your first experience? Sure thing. So it wasn't defined as being a medium when I was a child. It was defined as perceiving angels because I was raised Baptist Christian. So I remember seeing angels when I was a kid. I remember being taught to to pray and ask for angels to protect you and surround you. But it was only really when I was 11 and my paternal grandmother passed away that I started to say, oh, there might be more than angels. Because we had gone to her funeral. We were, and when I say we, I mean my siblings and my cousins, we were sleeping in sleeping bags on the floor and I saw her come in and it looked like she was praying over everyone but a little bit frantically like she wanted to make sure everyone was okay and then she walked out and everyone else was asleep but I had just woken up out of the blue and then then I saw her spirit come in. So after that I started having more experiences. I started unfortunately seeing a lot of horror movies and that kind of piqued my interest but of course horror movies um, they're not very accurate. They try to get them the harshest emotional reaction possible. So I started um, reading blogs online because the internet started to come out around my teenage years. And then just from that, I started to talk to more people. I found some teachers and they trained me. Meditation was big. That was like the catalyst for me being able to be in more of the pilot seat when it comes to my abilities. A lot of people tell me it kind of happens out of the blue. They don't feel like they have any control over it. But meditation has allowed me to be able to pinpoint it better and get more accurate information. And it's not disruptive to my life. That's so interesting. So the the comment you made about the horror movies, I think a lot of people are afraid to explore their abilities because they the media just dramatizes it like it's going to be negative. So I mm-hmm. definitely agree with you on that. Um, and also 
people who do have experiences, they don't really know where to go from there. So like the fact that you explored it and you developed your abilities, I think that's like really interesting and, and motivational for people who want to open up their mediumship abilities. So that's great. Definitely. So my next question for you is, and this is actually kind of stemmed from, of course, a movie, you know, I'm sure we've all seen The Sixth Sense, but do you get messages from spirits all day long? So like, what is it like to be, to live day to day as a medium? So it goes back to the meditation. I set aside quality time with the spirit world to allow information to come through or when I'm doing readings and that way it's not disruptive. It doesn't happen out of the blue during my day. And I know that a lot of people are afraid of opening themselves up because they're like, oh no, I'll be driving and I'll see a spirit or I'll be sleeping and the spirit will wake me up. It really doesn't happen like that when you honor the relationship with the spirit world. You get to develop a relationship with anything, yourself, your money, and you can do the same thing with the spirit world, meaning you have your boundaries. So you can say, only communicate with me when I'm meditating, when there's an emergency, when I'm doing a reading and things like that. But then you must set aside time to honor the communication. Otherwise, if the spirit world can't get a hold of you, they're going to kind of just do it whenever they, they find a chance, which for a lot of people, it's when they're sleeping. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. So I don't find it that disruptive because I have very clear boundaries and my life my lifestyle reflects honoring the spirit world for communication, but I know that not everyone can do that. So you just do the best you can with what you have and you ask the spirit world to honor that and they will. So can I ask you, this is just kind of like off of the answer that you give, how, like, how can you set a boundary then? Like what's one thing that someone could do if they wanted to set a boundaries for that open line of communication? So follow through is important. Meaning when you give a boundary, when you make an agreement, it's important for you to follow up on your end. Meaning if you say only communicate with me when I'm meditating, make sure you're meditating. Okay. okay. Um, so you must be holding up your end. But I believe that everybody has a unique way of communicating with the spirit world. Some people might want to do a song to communicate their boundary. Someone might want to doodle or draw. Someone might want to use their vocal power and say it out loud or telepathically. Other people, their actions will reflect the boundaries. Meaning if a spirit shows up and they don't want to communicate, they won't. Mm -hmm. And that by default will communicate to the spirit world, okay, right now is not the right time. Okay. Interesting. So there's lots of different ways. Um, some people do it in their dream state. When they're dreaming, they'll say, hey, I really want my dreams, like if it's a lucid dream, they can say, I only want my dreams to be about me when I'm dreaming. Or they can say the reverse. I have a reading coming up. Please communicate with me while I'm dreaming so that when I wake up tomorrow, I can read the person accurately. So there really are no harsh rules. The most important thing is it's your unique relationship with the spirit world. So you get to define what is what. And of course, you must be adaptable because the spirit world is vast. It is beyond our limitations as humans. So whatever communication you give to the spirit world, it will come back to you bigger, better, and brighter. That's so cool. I love that. And I'm definitely going to have to try the dream uh, strategy myself because I have very lucid dreams. So very interesting. Mm -hmm. So 
That's a good segue into my next question. How can we tell if a spirit is trying to make contact with us? What are some of the signs we can look out for? So one of the most important things is to not compare yourself to somebody else. So my experience will not be somebody else's experience. I've heard for people, their heart starts to race when they know that a spirit's coming through. Other people say they get warm. Other people say they get cold. Um, For some people, it'll be tactile. But for me, it's more so clear audient, which is clear hearing, or clairvoyant, clear seeing. I will see something or hear something, and then I know the, the spirit is communicating. Sometimes it is clear cognizance, which is just clear knowing. You just know a spirit's there. Um, other times it is clear sentience, where you are sensing, you are feeling like you're being watched or goosebumps or something feels ominous just out of the normal. But you will formulate your own indicators if you practice befriending the spirit world. You will have your own indicators that let you know you're communicating and they will ebb and flow. They will evolve throughout your life. So it used to be for me, I just felt different that day. Um, And I didn't have the right words. And this is when I was a kid. Um, and as I got older, I started to ask for more, for clearer signs. So I have a spirit guide that I work with and we have a very specific greeting that lets me know it's him. So you can say to the spirit world, please use this sign, this symbol, this indicator to let me know that you're communicating when you're communicating. And that can help you not guess what it is because you know what you've communicated. And again, that can be any way you want to communicate it to the spirit world. But then when it does show up, make sure you are acknowledging it, you're affirming it, you're thanking the spirit world for it. Because gratitude is a currency. Mm -hmm. It makes the energy flow. So when you say something and you receive it, have gratitude and more of it will keep happening. Yeah. And also acknowledge it. And and like for me, trusting my intuition, like if it feels if you get the sense that a spirit is trying to make contact, you should probably trust in that. And I'm sure you, it starts to get clearer the more that you do that. Absolutely. So that's great. Cool. My next question for you is, what do you think is the biggest misconception people have about being a psychic medium or that's just about scary. medium abilities? Sure. Um, that it's scary. And again, that comes a lot from Hollywood, a lot from um some generational stuff. Um, so I know that my <laughs> my great grandmother was um, very open to spiritual things, but my grandmother and my mother were not. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being very very religious, um, but her beliefs meant that anything that communicated with her was negative. If it wasn't Jesus Christ, she believed it was negative. And so that was passed on to me where I just had anxiety when I was starting. But then I just started to notice spirits aren't being mean. They're telling me accurate information. I get the most loving experiences I've ever had. And that allowed me to override my fear. But I would say those are the two biggest things. Um, Being afraid that they're negative, but also that they're going to constantly harass you and interrupt your life. Those are the two biggest ones that I've heard of. Yeah, I can I can totally relate to that for sure. Um, just before I even knew what mediumship was, just like the full scope of it, I would say those would probably be, probably be the two things that I would fear as well. So that that totally makes sense. Um, 
Next question. This one might be like a little deep, but the other side. So can you give some details on what the spirit world is like, or more specifically, what do our loved ones experience when they cross over? So that is very difficult to express with the limits of English. So our language will never be able to formulate exactly what heaven or the other side is like. But I have had spirits come through intending, intending to show me, the medium, what their heaven is like. And it is full of memories, positive memories. Also, what we consider vices here aren't necessarily vices over there. Meaning, if somebody enjoyed smoking, drinking or whatever, they might still do that on the other side. I've had so many spirits come through with their favorite foods. I had one uh, soul say, hey, let her know I'm eating a cheeseburger in heaven. (laughs) Um, And some, they're so ashamed of the drinking that they're like, I'm not drinking over here. So it, it really depends on the spirit. But I definitely have had a lot of spirits talk about the things they enjoyed in on earth. They're carrying that over into heaven. Um, their heaven is also witnessing their loved ones. So they don't just disappear and never return. They love to visit us. They love to be in milestones, to be remembered, to be talked to. Um, I've had one of uh, my childhood friends uh, he passed away when I was, I think, 20, but he still visits me. And he he said, I want you to see what it looks like from my point of view, all the good that you're doing. And it was all these different colors, different textures of colors, colors I'd never seen. They had smells, they had tastes. Um, they were moving. It was uh, in a dream state that that came through. So it was very powerful and I could feel it. It felt tactile. So to answer it, I don't know exactly what it's like, but I do know that they have a, an experience beyond what we experience and they do our, their best to communicate it, but we'll never be able to fully grasp it. But just know that the memories are the most important. The love that they share is the most important. Yeah, oh, that's, that's beautiful. And um, I think like so important for someone to hear who's recently lost a loved one. So that's, that's great information. Um, so talking about when you make a connection, so when someone calls you because they want to connect with someone that they've lost, um, how do you begin the process of making that connection? So a lot of the times the spirit already knows they've already guided their loved one to the medium. So they've already made contact. Uh, one day I was just walking down the steps and I kept hearing a name over and over again. And by the time I had signed on to do the reading, I already knew that there was going to be this masculine presence that came through. And sure enough, um, it was the exact same name. So sometimes it's early. (laughs) Um, And I've asked them not to do that, but sometimes the spirit will override my boundaries just to communicate their personality. Meaning if somebody is very forceful they're very stern and they're going to like not do what you tell them to do. <laughs> they're trying to let you know their, their personality so you can communicate it to the sitter, we call them, as evidence that it is their loved one. Um, so that, that happens rarely. Normally it happens right when I am doing the reading and I just have a feeling of opening myself up. I have an intention of opening myself up and receiving. I know the 
agreement has already been established from previous meditations and prayer. So I know the steps, the process I normally go through in order to communicate. So it feel, uh, feels a little bit like second nature at this point, but you do have to build that up over time. Mm -hmm. The most important thing is set the intention, give time and space for the connection to happen, honor the connection, and then just be in a state of allowance and love and gratitude. And it comes through. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. So if someone feels a desire to get a mediumship reading to connect with someone they've lost, so you're saying that that could potentially be the spirit kind of encouraging that along or guiding them to, to you then to make that connection. Almost always. Wow. It's the spirit guiding them to the right medium to have the reading. Hmm. That's so cool. Love that. Um, so two more questions for you. Have you ever heard, seen, or experienced anything in your medium, in a medium reading, um, that surprised you? <laughs> yes, but I feel like some of those are like, so a lot of mediums, we don't go into people's intimacy lives. Um, so <laughs> that was surprising and I'm not going to go into detail, but whenever a spirit brings up their, their sex lives or intimacy, that surprises me because they know that's a no, no, but some, cause I communicate <laughs> to the spirit world that I don't want to see that or, or know anything about it. Um, so when that comes up, it's a little bit jarring or shocking to me. Um, but it's always when that sitter, the per person that's calling wants to know. Okay. So I relay the message as best I can. So normally that, but also how mature a soul can be for their young age, meaning someone lost a five-year-old. He came through so brilliantly. He was so smart. He was so mature. He, and I know he had a lot of support on the other side, but I was surprised that he felt like he had lived 10 lives even though he passed when he was five. And some people believe in reincarnation, so he may have lived multiple lives. But I just remember being blown away by how clear and strong he was when he communicated. Because a lot of kids, they're still learning how to communicate. So when I connect with them, it's very childlike. Mm -hmm. But he had grown up a bit on the other side. So I just, I was personally impacted by his love for his mom. And that happens for a lot of other mediums. It's a healing experience for us to do the mediumship when we can when we connect with spirits like that. Yeah, that's so special. Like an experience you'll probably always remember, never forget. So that's that's really cool. Very rewarding. So last question for you. Um Maybe it's just me personally, but is there a reason why some spirits never seem to come through? For example, I've been asking my grandfather to send me a message for years and I have yet to feel any connection to him at all. So could there be a reason why some spirits just don't don't make a connection with us? So a few things about that. It could be that they are, but you're not paying attention to the signs or their personality is quite quiet, um, laid back. Um, I've had very dominant spirits come through because, you know, they're very talkative, they're very sociable. But the person that stayed at home or was quieter, didn't really like to socialize, they were shy, they're still coming through, but they're still coming through as shy. So their presence isn't as impactful if you're looking for those big signs. So 
I tell people to honor even the subtleties, such as remembering the person, having memories come out of the blue, that is a sign from the other side. Having a dream about them, you know, having a coin that you find. Because a lot of men, uh, male souls will leave coins for their loved ones because they had to deal with like being the breadwinner. So I would say that first, make sure it's not that you're ignoring the subtle signs or disregarding the personality type of the spirit. But other times they, they don't come through because the person's not ready. When someone's heavily in their grief, sometimes connecting can re-traumatize them, meaning they might get angry all over again if somebody unfortunately was murdered. Mm -hmm. The coming through and talking about the murder, it can be too jarring. And, you know, sometimes people want to get revenge or want to have personal justice and it. It's just not the right time. They need to heal more before the spirit can come through. Um, sometimes it's because the people that are living haven't learned enough about the deceased loved one. So the messages that would come through, they would deny. Um, for example, um, there were a group of kids that wanted to connect with their mother, um, but they they weren't able to all get together on the same day to do the reading. But what eventually happened was they were going through her stuff and they found a letter that revealed that she was actually gay. And then they were able to get the reading and the mother came through saying that she was gay. And they said, had we not found this le letter a week before, we would have been so mad at you, we would have called you a liar and we would have left. Excuse me, we would have left. Mm -hmm. So it could be a timing thing. Um, other times, it's just not the the right medium. They or they just don't want to come through, <laughs> and I don't know why. Sometimes they don't want to come through. Um, I have asked a soul before why, and it was because he was still processing his passing, and he still felt guilty for some things. So he wanted to do his own personal healing before he was clear enough to come through. But. I'm sure that your grandfather, or, uh, did you say your grandfather or your father? Uh, grandfather. Yeah, I'm sure your grandfather has done his best to make some signs. He might just choose not to come through a medium and that's their right. They don't have to come through a medium, but you can just ask him to give you a clear sign that lets you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is him and he will do that. I'm going to do that after this call, actually. <laughs> yeah, that was very inspiring. Um... All right. So before we sign off, is there anything else you'd like to add or comment on for our listeners? Just to build your friendship, your personal relationship with the divine. Yes, having spirit guides and angels and deceased loved ones come through is awesome. Just don't forget that there is that divine cosmic presence that is also there to connect with that can help you. Um, and that will be a catalyst for all other communication with the other side. And don't be afraid. If, you, if you're afraid, ask the, the divine to help you, to protect you. An affirmation that I give people is, I am safe and secure everywhere I go all the time. And once you repeat that and start to experience it, you will be more confident in connecting to the other side. I have never had an experience where a horrible spirit came through. And that is because I live in a state of love and I ask the spirit world to only give me loving experiences. And it has honored that request. That's great. Thank you so much for that. 
Well, this was so much fun. Thank you, Halo, for sharing such interesting information about your gift and your experience as a medium. It was my pleasure. Yeah, I definitely feel like I've gained a better understanding of mediumship and plan to hop off this call and get a medium reading right away because I'm so inspired. Um, I hope y'all learned more about mediumship and maybe even learned something about yourself or gained clarity or had an aha moment on an experience you've had. If you have questions for Halo or want to connect with a past loved one, give her a call or you can always browse through our listing of available medium readers here on Path Forward. Once again, this is your Path Forward blogger, Samantha with Psychic Talks, and I'll catch y'all next time.